I'd like you to take your Bibles and you're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 3 and uh, looking at verses 13 through 21. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? It reads, Wherefore I desire that he faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that he being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with the all saints what is the breadth length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that he asks or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts as we center our attention on the phrase found in verse 19. Experiencing all the fullness of God. Father in heaven, we are thanking you for your blessings upon our lives and all the fullness with which you have filled us, granting us the power to overcome the challenges that we have faced and that we are facing and that we will be facing in the future. Lord, we see and realize that the days are getting more difficult and the times are getting very challenging. So many are not able to cope because they have no hope in Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord God, that men and women everywhere will turn unto you and be saved. Only hope in this world at this time. So Father, may you bless our time here together. And Father, that you cleanse my lips, purify my thoughts, and take away from my thoughts what is not necessary for this message. And you add that which is necessary to make it complete. These mercies we ask for Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Experiencing all the fullness 
of God. Normally, when a person purchases a new vehicle, the dealer ensures that the engine is filled with oil. The gas tank is filled with petrol. And all the other lubricants that are necessary to make the vehicle function properly. As long as you use the vehicle, after a while, these supply or supplies will run low, especially the gasoline, the fuel. And uh, when it runs low, it is necessary that you stop at a gas station and fill up. And it is not recommended that you run your vehicle until it runs out of gas. Running out of gas is an embarrassing thing. It's in, uh, there is no excuse for running out of gas in Nevis because it's a small place and um, you know, there are gas stations all over the place. I think I can remember once in my lifetime I ran out of gas. Someone loaned me their car, the vehicle I was uh, living in Brooklyn, just out of school nearly, and across Catalong Park, the thing ran out of gas, and a man stopped and asked me, what happened? He said, he ran out of gas, and he said, you don't know where the gas station is? And he just got to drive off and left me there. Never again. Inside the vehicle, there are gauges and warning lights indicating that things are getting low. In like manner, our bodies, like a vehicle, tells us when things are getting low. There are warning signs, but sometimes and often we ignore those warning signs. We need to maintain and refuel regularly, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, and all the other alleys that you have. We need to look at the warning signs. When your heart is racing, you know that that's not normal. For most people, or let me not excuse that, for some people, whenever there is a headache, you know that your blood pressure is up. So you slow down and do what you need to do. And then there are other signs in the body. You have acid reflux and you begin to burn. You know that something is going on and you need to take action. But sometimes, oh, we can't bother. I, I got to go to work. I'm busy, you know. And uh, You don't take the warning signs. Like a vehicle. 
The red light comes on and it tells you that you're running out of fuel. Well, the orange light and then it turns real bright. And you say, I got to go. And you keep going. You're going to run out of gas. Why not stop? Regardless to what? When God saved you, he gave you a brand new life filled with all the fullness of God. But as time passes by, the supplies do get low and hence the need to refill. Refilling. Refreshing. Repenting. Renewing. Whatever is necessary. You shall recall on one occasion, Jesus called his disciples apart and told them to come apart lest you should fall apart. That is in Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, uh, verses 30 and 31. And the disciples gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all the things, both what they had done and what they had been taught. And Jesus said unto them, verse 31, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so as to eat. Nothing is wrong with leisure time. Some people like to boast about that they prefer to wear out for Jesus than rusting out. Jesus did don't want you to rust out. Neither does he want you to wear out. The devil doesn't care whether you rust out or you wear out. You run out. You walk out. You fall out or However you're out, the devil doesn't care as long as you're out. It's like in cricket. One thing I don't like about cricket, there are too many ways to get out. You're standing up and your bat is not over the crease and somebody hit the stump, you're out. You play a shot and your foot go back and touch the stump and the bales fall off, you're out. And all the other ways that you can get out. You are batting and the ball hit your pad. They say you're out because your pad was in front of the wicket. I mean, you know, LBW and all these things. And, um, you know, but that's what the opponent is there for. They couldn't care less whether you catch out or you walk out or you run out. That you're out. So, brethren, stay lubricated. Don't rust out. Don't wear out. Don't walk out. A lot of people, they just walk out because somebody says something of me. Uh, now come back to church. Now come back to church. You're out. The devil said, Thank God, you're out. It is the will of God that all of his children be filled with all the fullness of God. Far too many of God's people are thirsty and fainting and wasting away because they refuse to
to follow the word of God. Your heavenly father wants you to experience fullness of life. Fullness of joy. Fullness of love. And fullness of the Holy Spirit. Things that the average Christian do not enjoy because some of them don't even stick around long enough to get filled up. You know, you go to a gas station and you're so hurry. You got to go out. You tell them, put in $10 gas. Then a few minutes, you got to be back again. And you can't get along without it. Full up the thing one time. You got the money. Full up the thing. In 2022, people got to the gas at about, give me $20 gas. Listen, you have card and you have all kind of thing. Credit card and debit card and people are not even tapping up their phone $20, much less. And you're going to go, go buy $20 gas. Take the time. Pull up the thing. It's a bad idea. Seriously, I'm telling you this. You have a vehicle and you keep running it on long gas. You're going to have engine trouble. You're going to have trouble. Believe it or not. Because you suck out all the um, whatever in the tank. They who make them tell you, whenever your tank is quarter full, think about filling it up again. But if you think that, you know, we don't have time. I don't have time. I'm too busy. It takes more time to keep going back and forth to the gas station. Full up the thing one time. God has done his part. The problem is with us. If we fail to take advantage of the fullness of his love, his mercy, and his grace. And the reason why so many in and out and in and out and because they don't take time to enjoy the fullness of God. As we went home and we were taking our little siesta this afternoon and I said to my wife, I pity all those who are not in church this morning. You missed out. They missed out. For whatever reason, you missed out on a beautiful service. All those who are not members of the church and they were not here, boy, I pity them. They missed out. If you were here and you were not moved, you were not touched, you need some sort of renewal, refilling, refreshing, because something is drastically wrong if you were not moved. By the service this morning. Many religious or religions have what they believe and they call them holy sites, holy buildings, 
But God, the God of love, has chosen us, his children, to be his dwelling place. That is, if we make ourselves available. So many are not available. God, no, I don't. I don't want you in my life. I'm not ready for you yet. That's exactly what people say when you ask them to trust Christ. And they say, I'm not ready for that. They're not ready. They're not available to make God their dwelling place. Even some people who profess to be Christians, they don't have time for God. The Lord is looking for people who will humble themselves before him and who will take his word seriously even to the point of obedience. God and his love will live inside his people if they make themselves available. You were created for love. You were made in the image of God and his love. Your purpose is to give love and receive love just as God gave his love, gave his son to us because he loved us and his son loved us and he gave his son and his son gave himself. Because he loved us. We need to give back our lives to him. God made you in his image. So that you could experience. All the fullness. Of his love. In verses 16 and 17. You want to look at them again. Look at verses 16 and 17. It says. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That he, being rooted and grounded, in his love. Christians who go around and hate him. Hating. I don't love you. I don't like you. I hate you. You do not know the love of God really. You hate people's wrongdoing and their deeds. The pastor mentioned that this morning. But you love the sinner. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse 16, Jesus said, And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. I am not sure if John, the, if John who wrote this, fully understood the full extent of of these words that he spoke there in verse 16. And I'm not sure that the average Christian 
understand the fullness and to the full extent of verse 16. Look at it. Read it again. It's a short verse. But this is a powerful verse. And of his fullness have all we received of his fullness. The fullness of his joy. The fullness of his love. The fullness of his spirit. The fullness of life. John probably did not understand this when he wrote it. Just like the prophet Daniel. Remember the prophet Daniel was writing? And the prophet Daniel stopped and said, Lord, what in the world is this? And the Lord said, John, sorry, Daniel, shut up the books. This is not for you, but for generations to come. The generations to come which God spoke about to Daniel, here we are, here we are. And yet we are blind and we cannot understand what God said we should understand. God said, Daniel, it is not for you to understand these things. It's for generations to come. Here we are. This is the generation to come that the Lord was speaking about. And this generation is ignorant to what God was saying to us through Daniel and John and Jeremiah and all the others. And here we are, bask or should be, basking in the sunshine of his love and his grace. Because these things have been revealed to us. But so many are blind and they cannot see. And it breaks my heart when I see believers who have never experienced the fullness of God's grace. Some have never experienced the fullness of life. May I suggest to you that the fullness of life, and when I speak about the fullness of life, I'm talking about enjoying life to its fullest without a whole bunch of money. Enjoying life to its fullness without a whole bunch of things and things and more things. Little is much when God is in it. And the average Christian don't understand that. And so they work 24-7. Two jobs. And three jobs. And four jobs. And next thing you hear, they wear out. And the undertaker come for them and they're gone. And leave the job. The fullness of joy. So many have not experienced the fullness of joy because they're not happy. Never happy with whatever stage of life. They're not happy at age 13. They can't wait to be 18. Get on their own. They get at 18 and they're not happy with life because whatever. And then they come 24 and 25 and whatever and they're not happy. They get to be 40, they're not happy. They get to 50 and they can't wait to be 60. They get to 60. They realize is heading over the hill. <laughs> so whatever stage you are in life, enjoy it. Amen. Sometimes I get disgusted that some people are upset because their mother didn't do this and their father didn't do that. 
and um, you know this and so they, they, they have problems and they, they, they need counseling hey let me tell you something I lost my mother when I was nine you think I was going to be angry with God because I lost my mother at nine my father got married again when I was 16 I was on my own what am I going to get angry with him I was on my own. I know what it is. Just what do you think I love sour sap till all now? Man, I had sour sap for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sugar apple. Why do you think I'm a lover of sea grapes? And I'm going to plant my own sea grapes even at now because that's what I had to eat. <laughs> sea grapes. I like the purple ones. No one's like the red one. I love purple grapes. Not the one they sell in Sweden, the one with the seed inside of it, the one that they have over St. James's. I buy away, I went to Sinkets, and um, I didn't realize that Sinkets had so much grapes. Um, I went to uh, Black Rock, I've not been to Black Rock in so many, I can't tell you, 100 years. Uh, I went over to Black Rock and I saw the amount of grape trees that they had over there, and um, I'm shocked because I mean, the last time I was there, I don't recall that there were any grape trees. So I asked somebody, bit, the people down here eat these grapes? And what color grapes they are? The driver said, he don't know. And if they're purple, boy, I'm going back to Black Rock when they started. Well, let's start bearing. <laughs> but this is what I was accustomed to. You think I'm going to be angry with God because I, I, I lost my mother at nine. I, I lost my father at 16 and I was on my own. You start learning trade and I got $3 a month. <laughs> Serious. And then I trusted God when I was 19, just about 20. And I've been enjoying the fullness of life ever since. Some have not enjoyed the fullness of love because they go around hating everybody. If you hate everybody, how do you enjoy the fullness of love? And then the feeling of the Holy Spirit, so many don't know. It looked like they didn't even wait to get filled up with the Holy Spirit when they were born again. They just got half full and they left the church. And the Spirit of God just lived the endowment. We're doing the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's a far different thing from having the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit and never enjoy the filling of the Holy Spirit. The filling of the Holy Spirit is like you have oil in a frying pan, right? Or you have water in a frying pan. It's hot. And you throw oil in there and see what happens. Oil and water don't mix. If you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't be filled with other spirits that they have in bottle and evil spirit and thing. They don't mix. The Spirit of God might be there, but you are not filled with the Holy Spirit if you are not close to God. And so I trust. If you want to write those three things down, those uh, four, what is five? The filling, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the grace of God, the fullness of the, the, the fullness of life, the fullness of joy, and the fullness of love. In closing, I want you to look at verse 20. Look at verse 20 once again. It says, 
Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. And this is a verse that every Christian should memorize. I trust that you have it underlined in your Bible and you have it memorized. If you have not been in the habit of memorizing the scriptures, I suggest that you start now. Now unto him that is able to exceeding abundantly above all that he asks or think according to the power that worketh in us. To those of you who are writing, and you thought that I don't have anything for you to write, here are six things I want you to write real fast. Number one, do not write the first statement. Or if you want to write it, you may. But when you are filled with all the fullness of God, you already have your subject experiencing all the fullness of God. So I'm saying, when you are filled with all the fullness of God, here's what's going to happen. Number one, this is what I want you to write. You have power to overcome your temptations. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, you have the power to overcome temptations. All of us are tempted. As Christ was tempted, so are we. But too many don't have the power to overcome temptation and they give in to all the temptations. You don't have the power to resist the temptations because you are not filled with all the fullness of God. Number two. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and all the fullness of God, you have power to overcome evil and hardships. You could put those that one as one. You have power to overcome evil and hardship. This world is evil, wicked, mischievous, tricky. You have some tricky people and they try every way to get every dime that you have. If they can't get it through honest means, they get it through dishonest means. They hack your bank account and they take it out. If they can't get it, you would not buy what they have and spend all your money on some of the foolish things that they want you to buy. And then they create hardship for you. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, you have the ability, the power. Notice what it said. According to the power that worketh we are in us. Too many don't have the power of God upon their lives and so they can't resist the simplest of temptation. You have to give in to everything. Somebody cuss you and say you have to cuss them back. Just smile at them, laugh at them and move on. Number three, very quickly. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, you have power to stand up for what is right. Amen? Amen? Amen! Amen! 
Hallelujah. Brethren, standing up for what is right is little known today. You have to have a mind of your own. And say, I will not do that. Number four. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, you have power to make a difference in the world. Be different. Hey, don't follow a multitude. Lead it. And we follow these silly multitudes like lambs to the slaughter. When the multitude is going that way, you head in the opposite direction. And when they see they're going over the precipice, no doubt they'll turn back and follow you. But if you follow them, you'll go over the precipice with them. We are servants of God and we should be making a difference in this world. Number five. When you are filled with all the fullness of God, it says here, you have the power of God working in you. You will Number five, just right. You have power to achieve your goals in life. Amen? Amen? Listen, you need to have some goals in life. Younger people, you may not know exactly what you want to do, but have some goals. If you're not going anywhere, when you get there, you won't even know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, how could anybody help you? Number six and finally, when you have all the fullness of God and you're living the fullness of God, you have power to overcome the circumstances of life. Oh man, the circumstances of life are so difficult in these days. And it seems as though that everybody is trying to make life difficult for others. Never put obstacles in anybody's path. Never. Never try to destroy anybody. You try to destroy people, you'll destroy yourself in the process. True, you may destroy them, but you're going to destroy yourself in the process. I don't have to tell you about that. Everybody knows about it. And you have seen it with your own two eyes. Do not, do not, do not, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not try to destroy anybody. You are going to destroy yourself. Everybody knows the story of Haman. Mordecai did not do that man anything. And he decided, I'm going to destroy you. Oh, never, ever put obstacles in anybody's path. You may trip over those same obstacles. We need to allow Christ free reign in our lives. God wants you to be filled with and to be overflowing with all his fullness. Let us Get hungry and thirsty for more of God's fullness in our lives. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Anything that keeps you from 
experiencing the fullness of God's love and His grace and His mercy should be kept far from you. Anything that is going to stop you. Too many Christians want the food of the Spirit without being rooted in spiritual things. You cannot be spiritually minded if you are carnally minded. As I mentioned before, being spiritually minded and carnally minded is like mixing oil and water. If you have oil in a frying pan and you're going to fry something and you drop a drop of water in there, do you know what happened? Oil and water don't mix. If you're going to have the food of the Spirit, you must be rooted in spiritual things. God is able to do above and beyond all that we can ask or think or we can even imagine. God is able to do more than you can ask or you can imagine. Could you imagine that? Because there isn't anything too hard for God, Jeremiah has said. And with God, all things are possible to those who believe. Be filled with all the fullness of God. Be empowered. Let the power of God work in your heart and in your life. We have what it takes to overcome the challenges that we are facing in this life. And I encourage you to be patient. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord is about to return. And it could be very very soon. It could be sooner than we think. I'm expecting to see the Lord return later this year, if not later this month. But if He doesn't come this year, you just have to keep on looking forward to the next year and looking for His return. I trust that everyone here tonight is born again. And that you are experiencing the fullness God's love and His grace and His power. And all that is needed to take you through this life. So if you're not born again, you've never been baptized, you need to trust the Lord and let Him have His way in your heart and in your life. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit of God and know what it is to be filled with the Spirit of God. If you've not been filled with the Spirit of God, if you've not been you need to get a renewal, a refilling, refreshing, or perhaps just repent, whatever is necessary, so that you can experience all the fullness.